Hello and welcome to episode 146 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always. With me today, we got the full crew in the house, Brandon Stevens. Brandon, say hello to the people. Hey, what's up, people? What's up, Jeremy Ricardo? Ricardo is here too. Hey, everybody. Yeah, it's good to see you guys. Looking handsome. Good to see you too, Ricardo. Um, Ricardo's always holding it down, though. So, oh yeah, Yeah. we, uh, you know, first of all, if you could like, rate, review, listen, all that good stuff, uh, helps us with algorithms. We're uh, available anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we appreciate you all. you know, I've had a tough time uh, locking people down on uh, coming on the show, man. The last couple weeks, I've had a few cancellations, little things popping up here and there. But that's all right, because we're still with you. We're, we, I, it's just given me more of an opportunity to find some incredible uh, studies that are going on. Uh, just some good articles that, uh, you know, touch on some different things maybe we've already talked about a little bit on the show. But uh, I kind of wanted to start out, Ricardo. We had a little, a little scare. Um, I know a couple of weeks ago now, uh, just oh, yeah, after we yeah. recorded the last episode, you uh, I guess got a blood clot in your leg, and yeah, yeah, I got know, a superficial uh, blood clot. So it runs in our family, some varicose veins, and uh, you know, like twenty years ago, I went into the doctor and said, "Hey, you know, I'd like to have these stripped out," and he goes, "Well, you know, they're just superficial." It's only in my right leg. <clears throat> and I uh, said, you know, we, we won't do that. Insurance won't cover it, you know, and it's pretty expensive. So I kind of skipped it. And uh, so a couple Sundays ago, I woke up with a blood clot in one of them on the side of my calf. And How uh, did you know that? It hurt. It felt it like hurt a bruise. Really and I looked and it was all swollen. And so I went to the emergency room and got a ultrasound down on my whole leg. And I don't have any deep thrown uh, deep vein thrombosis, which is good news. Oh, great. But um, so this is just slowly disappearing on its own. I take a extra aspirin a day to make sure yeah. it helps uh, I mean, this break it up. Been, but that, could have been crazy. really scary. It could have been really yeah. bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was a little it, terrified there. And the fact that insurance wouldn't cover it. And then I, I think you told me that when you went in to go talk to them yeah. again about getting these kind of stripped out, that they were still like, well, yeah. why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they said, yeah. So uh, I have a, an appointment with a vascular oh, that's surgeon. that's good. Yeah. So As someone who just had a knee surgery really um, recently, uh, I uh, went because I was still having a lot of swelling in the back of my leg, which was causing some pain and some discomfort. And they check for, you know, they yeah. check for the, the blood clot. And then because it's apparently pretty common when you have a knee surgery, not pretty common, but one of the side effects you can get. And I just was talking to a lady the other day. She was like telling me she got her knee replaced and she said she got a blood clot. Yeah. So there you go. Now I got a rising topic of conversation apparently for me every time now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so what was the problem with your knee when they went back in and took a look? Oh, no, it was just swelling. Oh. Like uh, when you get a little meniscus surgery, some of the residual um, swelling is to the back of your knee. Yeah. It's, it yeah. like drains down that way. So it's pretty common. But he just wanted to make sure because I – had been like you know a few weeks and it was still feeling like tight and um discomfort and it still actually is kind of getting like that if i go too much on it so it feels like a bruise right it feels feels like like a bruise bruise, and it almost feels like you you can't extend your leg fully yeah so yeah Yeah. well i injured this in this knee it's a it's a uh i won't say the guy's name because he ended up being murdering somebody cutting somebody's head off 
in the 80s. But a doctor? Was, no, it was a football team. Uh, my football team. That's how my knee got injured originally. It was, no, uh, it was a senior need, in high we school. We need the name. We need the name. No, <laughs> I'm not going to give oh, his dang. name. Uh, but uh, I think he's still in prison. But um, Hopefully. He, he clipped me after a play and busted my knee. He just wanted to know how yeah. it would sound. Yeah, and uh, so I went in and uh, saw it swelled up, and it was 1978, and the surgeon said, no, I'm not going to operate on it. And so after that, I started getting these varicose veins, so behind my knee and stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, coming from the knee, stemming yeah. from the knee. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so it was pretty scary. Thanks for uh, bringing it up. Yeah, we're glad you're all right, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, glad that they yeah. were uh, able to catch that quickly. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah. So Ricardo and Gino were supposed to drop my cousin Dominic off to watch the F1 race with me, and uh, then his brother Anthony was going to come down and watch the race with us too, and he was going to take Dominic home. And they all of a sudden it was like change of plans, and they're like, we're just going to drop Dominic off with Anthony. And Anthony's going to come down to your house with Dominic. Yeah, we were down and, at Hartstein. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. and then like I talked, I talked to Ricardo like on Tuesday, and I'm like, what's going on, man? He's just like, oh, the kids tell you I spent the day on Sunday in the emergency room because I had a <laughs> blood clot. And I was like, no, man, what the hell? Like, nobody told me. They're He's trying like, to keep oh, you out of the will. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Golly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I was like, damn, bro. You guys didn't even tell me. I was like, your dad's in the emergency room. You guys are just down here watching an F1 race like shit is sweet. will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he won't lose his leg. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, yeah. So, guys, I did find um, the the first uh, article that I found that, that uh, kind of touches on a study that we've talked about um, on this podcast before out of uh, the University of Louisville. Um, it's it's called The Big Idea, um, which is their, is their, I guess, the name of their study. Um, and and it's, it's one of these epidural stimulation studies. So they go in and implant electrodes. Well, they, they did that to this uh, a woman named Stephanie Miller from Green Bay, Wisconsin, who uh, was injured 30 years ago and uh, is actually like a television producer for some uh, TV station in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And she has now moved to Louisville for a year to take part in this, in this uh, epidural stimulation study. And they implanted, you know, a, 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 an electrode, I guess, below her injury site What's in her lower level back. Of injury is she? She didn't say. She just said it was like mid, like she has no feeling below her chest, like mid chest. So probably in the C's. So it's a little bit high. You could tell, like, she couldn't like use her fingers fully, like in the video that I saw mm-hmm. uh, that accompanied the article. Um, but so basically, they implanted this this electrode. And then they, um, she participates in four plus hours of rehabilitation every day, including walking on a treadmill, like strapped into one of those harnesses. Um, and doctors are constantly monitoring blood pressure, her posture, and all the movements. Um, and, and they kind of are able to activate the, the epidural stimulation as much as they need to. Uh, or, or want to so like if they want to up it a little bit to get her moving more or or a little bit less and try to see what her body can do on its own and and they're telling her that you know she is having like leg movements uh hip flexion things like that um, are starting to kind of spark just by her like 
trying to make the movements herself. So um, how, how how I'm 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 a little bit confused. It's almost like it's almost like there's some kind of connection maybe starting to it's, happen. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like um, the no bullshit rehab yeah, guy uh, yeah. that was just like if you, if you, you know get up move it. You know, well, I think what, obviously when we talk about the uh, another study here in a little bit, the, there'll be a, some a connection with that also um, as far as the physical. Mm-hmm. rehab aspect and how important it is yeah no 100 percent um but yeah and so she also is doing a ton of core work yeah which is you know what's very the epidural important. stimulation um entail so it's like an electrode that's then connected with leads to trigger the different parts of your spinal cord yeah or trigger the different movements that you it wants you to make when you know as it's getting signals okay. Yeah, and, and she said she hasn't moved, like, in 30 years, you know, hasn't moved some of these muscles, you know, don't yeah. know what it feels like to... She can't feel she it can't right feel now, it, but the but muscles haven't moved, right? But the muscles are still yeah, yeah. activating. And yeah, yeah so, she yeah. said she's just been exhausted since, yeah. you know, since taking it's part It's crazy in it, that so, she yeah. can't feel it, but her body's still getting tired. Yeah. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know when I get up at the standing frame, like, I'm... Like, after not doing it for so long, like, I get wiped out, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they said that it also helps with regulating, uh, you know, like you we talked before, blood pressure, yeah. urinary tract type infections, all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. And so with this one, um, you know, Dr. Susan Harkema, who we had, I know we've talked about on the podcast before, um, and I actually like sent her an email as well to see if we could maybe we'll get her on the another show. One. I know. Um, she's the head of the research team, and, you know, it's – this is definitely not thought to be a cure-all type situation, but if you it can get you moving enough that you can, um, you know, restore bowel and bladder function or you know get some movement back well, like that. I think maybe combined with other yeah. potential treatments, it yeah. might it might serve a great purpose. Yeah, yeah, and just absolutely. regulating your temperature and blood pressure. Right, that's yeah. going to be good for your overall health, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't even tell you. Like, I wish I could. Con- my, I woke up. I was telling. Uh, my caregiver this morning I woke up this morning having a dream that I was freezing cold and like I woke up and I wasn't really like that cold but like because I like it was dreaming about that like I was freezing I like could not warm up for yeah. anything man I'm still cold I got the probably burning you guys out of here I got the fireplace on no, it's no it feels it's good it's chilly out man yeah, yeah. It's, it's cold it's and, cold uh, out it's yeah. only like 47 right yeah, now it's not so warm yeah I know Freaking and with the Brandon. rain the rain really dampens and you know makes it a lot colder too i know brandon's going to new york city uh tomorrow, tomorrow. and uh it's going to be 75 degrees in new york city man this weekend <laughs> and sunny i'll that's take crazy. it that's crazy usually wherever i go i bring i bring the rain with me i've only been to arizona one time in my life and the one time i went there it rained like almost the whole time and and everyone kept saying that lives there Man, it never rains this much. And I'm like, of course, like the one time I go to Arizona, it's yeah. going to rain the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Um, so, yeah. And so the, another article that I did find um, that was more, uh, this isn't really about a state. It's actually about um, a woman in New Jersey named Catherine Vassy. Uh, and she's part, she, she's been a, um, a, a spinal cord she's had a spinal cord injury for like 30 or no, no 40 50 years. years 50 years is it yeah she was 23 and she's oh like she's 80. 81 50. yeah 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 50 yeah. years yeah 
Close Good to looking 50. out, Catherine. Um, yeah, so she's part of a class action lawsuit against Medicare uh, because she, you know, bought a home, fixed the home up so that she could be able to live at home. Age, age in place, I think is what they call it. Uh, yeah, and be able to get in-home health care. But a lot of times, like if you don't have specialized nursing needs, like, you know, like having a, like I have this super pubic catheter sure. needs to be changed and checked on from time to time. Um, so I have an in, in-home nurse that comes in to check on that. Um, so if you don't have something like that, though, then they won't give you in-home nursing care long term. It'll just be for for short term things like she got really sick. It said a couple years ago and they actually put her on hospice. hospice yeah, which is like so that she yeah. could because hospice means you only have under yeah, six months to live or to, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um, they so they were like, that's the only reason that they let these in-home health care workers come into her house and, and help her get out of bed and whatnot. And now, I mean, she's 81 years old, like an 81 year old able bodied person probably has a tough time getting out of bed in the morning for the most part. Um, so and it's just crazy because in the article, it also said the average cost for an assisted living or nursing home per month is around twelve thousand five hundred dollars. And the cost to have an in-home caregivers is fifty seven hundred. Yeah. So and that's, that's like taxpayers. and that twelve thousand is like a shared room. That's and not just, your and private. Just a shithole, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think it's just the way the healthcare. I think if you go into the articles and you can look for additional information on it, is this basically we've created this uh, in, this uh, you know industrial complex mm. of healthcare where nursing homes just get shitloads of money from Medicare. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they were saying that the yeah. the in-home healthcare agencies are held to a higher standard and Medicare wants to see them like graduating patients out of needing in-home health care. Right. So if you're able, like, so they're a lot of times they won't even take people on unless they think they can get them off of service within a certain amount of time. The nursing home has a large lobbying. Yes. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Institution. Right. Because Mm -hmm. that's why they're, they're getting these special privileges Yep. But it's really not possible for everyone to go to a nursing home, a nursing home, nor is it needed. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially if, like, I mean, taxpayers are paying $12,000 plus a month to, to have people in nursing homes compared to yeah. letting them, like, and I'm sure, you know, the, the, I'm assuming that the quality of life is much higher being in your own home than having to be in a nursing home or an assisted living type place. Most people don't want to go to places like that. You want to stay home or be as independent as you can be. I know like I would, it would be terrible, man, having to go to a free. And then you have all the rules, right? You have all the rules of like a hospital, right? So if somebody gets sick with COVID, they shut it down. Mm. My uncle just went through that right before he died. Right. So you couldn't get in to see him. Right, the whole right. the whole building was shut down. Yeah, my my grandma lived in an assisted living, which I, I don't know if if we're talking about the same thing, where you know they had, she had like an apartment, right, and there was always a nurse, like on there. call if she yeah. needed. Something. Yeah, but everything there, all that was paid out of her pocket. It wasn't it's paid true. by Medicare. No, yeah. right. So that's all. I, yeah, I think that self-funded. I think the VA had yeah. something to do with that because. Um, because my grandfather had retired from the military, so I'm pretty sure that that had some uh, some part in it. But I, I know it yeah. wasn't going to cover all of the costs. Right. Yeah. 
which Medicare and, you know, the VA yeah. assistant is probably pretty similar. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, the TRICARE and the Medicare. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it, it, it's a it's sad a weird, commentary. Yeah. Yeah. What it is. yeah. But, and hopefully she is able, you know, uh, she's part of this class action lawsuit with, I think, a few other individuals that are suing Medicare um, to kind of change the rules and make it so that you don't need one of these like specialized uh, nursing tasks to be done to, to, you know, make it so that you are eligible for this in-home care service that is included with Medicare. It's like, not, it's just, it's not it's just that she just needs in, a nurse there all the time. She just needs to one visit regularly. Is no, that no. She needs like help, like getting out like in the a morning. Caregiver, like a I'm caregiver to help yeah. her get okay. out of bed in the morning and probably well, to get that's not bed. a nurse. No, no, it's no. not. But I'm saying to, to qualify for the Medicare in-home caregiving, you need to have like a specialized nursing task that needs to be done, like the, with the catheter situation. Yeah, you have to have a doctor's or, plan. Okay. Or if you have like a... Um, and is that what you have? If you have a pressure store, yeah, I have it because I have the catheter. And so the superputed catheter... What about I before that? Nurse. I mean, I've always had a catheter, and so it's always but, been... But not a superputed catheter. No, but that still no. needs to be changed once a month or whatever, so... I had a nurse coming in to do that. So, but what about caregivers? That, that well, that qualified me to be able to get caregivers. Gotcha. Yeah. So, it's just that's a lot of red tape, man. That's unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, we just need people to be able to get the help that they need. Right. Yeah. Especially when it doesn't cost as much. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Well, so. if you notice that, especially around here, and probably even more where you live ricardo like these places are popping up everywhere oh yeah yeah these nursing homes yep big business yeah yeah Yeah. one just yeah one just went up in you know in the last couple of years right down the road from i mean it's not a nursing home but it's a i mean i have one living care yeah i have one right next to my house too yeah brand new Yeah. yeah and so so we're talking about physical care now the memory care ones they're astronomical Right, right, right. Yeah, because yeah. that's kind of like a 24-hour surveillance yeah, type of situation exactly. yeah. where you need someone to always be available or around. Yeah, so Kurt's dad, that's my brother-in-law, he passed away 12 years ago. At that time, he has Alzheimer's. At that time, he paid close to $22,000 a month. Good Lord. And that was covered from insurance? No, that was his out-of-pocket. How is that possible? Uh, yeah. Well, he had a lot of money. Well, they clearly. probably yeah, probably so. would have stuck him in some shithole. Yeah, if he, if he didn't so. have money. Well, yeah. yeah, you. Well, your great grandmother, Grandma Vi, she had Alzheimer's and she walked away, and they found her in November. That's what killed her. When she was in her nightgown <clears throat> on uh, Pacific Avenue up there in Des Moines, in the rain, and she came back, she got pneumonia and died. Hmm. So because she walked away, so right? Because it was a less well, he was, um, I think he was a little more violent, so he had like 24 hours, you know, surveillance. And this place that Grandma Vi was in didn't have it. Right, right. That's what I'm yeah, saying. This yeah, this yeah. facility was. Yeah, it was a memory care place, but she just got up in the middle of the night in November and walked outside, mm-hmm. got all wet and cold. And Jeez, yeah. yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It, some of those, I mean, and, and I mean, I'm sure like you're not probably having. I bet the turnover in those places is pretty high, especially the memory care ones. That's got to be hard work, man, yeah. dealing with yeah. people that, that don't know where they're at or who they to are. To me, it's like, listen, I don't know what excuse 
an insurance company could come up with considering especially a medicare where it's funded by you know the united states government what excuse they could come up with for denial like if you're a spinal cord if you have a spinal cord injury it's, regardless yeah, of whether crazy. or not you have to have a, a catheter like bro i can't move yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah and a lot you know a lot of paraplegics they can self-cath and stuff yeah, like that so they don't have that's to true. have a nurse in there all the that's, time but that's not safe right or yeah can that could be dangerous yeah 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 because i mean you could definitely use uh, yeah I, a second set of eyes yeah yeah just like yeah. whatever or a, I mean, a professional yeah right. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i know everybody wants to be independent and like live as independent sure. as you can but like sometimes if that's you your choice help. fine sometimes but like if somebody says i need some help like let's get it for them yeah, yeah. exactly Exactly. So good luck to Catherine and, and the other members of that class action lawsuit. Hopefully we can uh, get these rules changed with Medicare and, and uh, get people the help they need. Because we um, ain't getting younger. No. I don't <laughs> right. know. Jeremy uh, just turned 43. I know. Yeah. Happy <laughs> birthday, Yesterday Jeremy. or the day before. Thank you. Yeah. Two days, three to four Thank days ago. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. Had a great birthday. So, yeah. Send uh, Jeremy a happy birthday. It was a good time. Had a good time. Got to watch, uh, unfortunately, Jake Paul uh, win a fight that night. But did get to have uh, dinner with Ricardo and his wife and uh, my Aunt Teresa and Uncle Dave. And Cherie, we all had a little dinner or a little lunch, I guess, some beers down at a brewery here in Olympia. It was great. Had a great time. So I appreciate you guys. Just happy to be here. Just happy to be here. Um, But, yeah, let's uh, – this – Next, uh, like, I guess it wasn't even an article. It was a YouTube video I found um, from, and it's from a couple of months ago, but uh, it's out of Rutgers University and uh, a a doctor named Dr. Wise Young, uh, who has been studying spinal cord injuries for over 40 years. um, And over his time working on these spinal cord injuries, uh, he figured out that you only need, this was surprising to me, you only need about 10% of the fibers to be connected in the spinal cord for walking and bowel and bladder function, which is crazy. Just 10%, man. That's all we need. And he's so, um, going through that, he figured out that, um, I guess they, they started using the cells that are produced from, uh, umbilical cord blood. And they inject those above the injury into like the healthy area of your spinal cord. And the cells are able to kind of matriculate down at about a millimeter a day to like all the way down your spine. They can eventually get all the way down your spinal cord and they'll reconnect. And they started doing it in rats first. They saw that it was reconnecting enough of the tissue to get them walking again, get them, uh, get them using their bowels and bladder again and they're able to yeah so they 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 had to go to china first to start this procedure because they couldn't get fda approval and they had great success there they had like 15 out of the 20 patients that they tried this procedure on uh were able to walk again and the fda still wouldn't approve them said you know you have to i guess they have um cord blood banks that are have specialized they're like documented blood documented cord blood so they had to use 
their specified cord blood and then these certain type of rats but they eventually were able to get eventually able to get FDA approval which is fantastic but you know like and then I think they're they're hoping to start uh, clinical trials by the end of 2024 but this sounds nuts. very promising like, I'm, oh yeah I'm this excited is one this yeah. feels like one of the best things I've yeah. ever heard well it reminds me of um uh, bypassing, you know, uh, yeah. three-way bypasses or heart sure. bypasses, because they don't really take the offending clog out. They actually yeah. just take a vein and go around it. Well, we've and so right. that's why they call it a bypass. And that's what this. When I read it or saw it, and I, that's what it reminded me of was like, oh, this is like a a bypass where, yeah. but the cells actually do the work. You know, yeah. Right. We and we've we've talked about like you know scaffolding and bypasses, bridges, if you will for spinal cord um injuries but uh yeah this this had me really giddy but there was some interesting statistics in that video too that that i wasn't really aware of like the amount of spinal cord injuries per year in the united states being only around ten thousand. yeah Yeah. i thought it was more than that that was uh, pretty interesting but of course in china there he said there's like around eighty in there you know about so those are the the ones that are actually recorded that require hospitalization right there's a number of people that probably hurt themselves that lose function, right? You know, like sciatic nerve pain. Sure, You know, sure. can't feel their tips of their fingers anymore, but they didn't realize that they broke their neck or they didn't have the money to go in to see uh, the doctor. Right. So, I mean, again, it's just really the... The, the surface level ones, yeah. like yeah. the ones that are clear as day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then um, uh, another thing, and linking it back to the other study was the... Uh, importance of physical activity in the rehab right 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 yeah because he said uh, i mean it was a point of emphasis for him that it was like the most important thing yeah yeah so dr young he said that uh the chinese number six um is pronounced you i guess or so the sorry the chinese the number six in chinese is pronounced you he said and so he came up with a with a program called UUU, which has his patients walking for six hours a day, six days a week for six months. Um, and I don't know how, like, I'm guessing, like, with the harness walking on a treadmill or well, something like that. However, um, whatever it takes to but get yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, shit, whatever. Yeah. If you want, yeah, sign me up, Dr. Young. I'm here. I'm, I'll be your guinea pig. And know, oh, and that's man. the other thing is that this was geared towards people. Who already chronic, had, yeah. Yeah, yeah with yeah. chronic well, spinal cord injuries so that had been injured had for had a long time. Been injured for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And so that, that I mean, that that was the most promising thing of all to me personally about this. So, I mean. I, I, I wish that he would have, I know that he said 15 of the 20, but I want to know what, what, if any, gain of function the other five received. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, I would, I'm interested in that too. Because even some's better than none. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Like that's what I always say, man. If I could just use my upper body, like I Bro. would be so happy. Like if I could be uh, like independent this, enough to be it's able crazy like, to think that way, bro. But chest. yes, I and, hear and what you're saying. He definitely made it. And I, I also, I know I say this every damn time I send emails out to all these people trying to get them on the show. So I'm, I definitely have an email out to Dr. Uh, Dr. Young at Rutgers and I'm hoping to hear back from him because this is, the most, I mean, I, I'm the most excited about this article that I have been, or 
this study that I have been about anything in a long time. So. And then also we've, I mean, as far back as, I mean, cause I think in February we'll have been doing this podcast for three years, four years, <laughs> four years. Yeah. Really? Yes. Okay. So yeah, four years. That's crazy. I didn't even realize, but, um, you know, I can remember as far back as some of the beginning episodes, we have been talking about umbilical cord banking and stem cells, um, uh, deriving from the umbilical cord and the importance of that, you know, in, yeah. in spinal cord injuries. Yeah. It's so true, man. It is so true. Well, um, I think, you know, the problem with that is you're looking at, you know, you have that whole political thing in ethics, right? Like who gets yes. to use this because it's a finite resource because they don't allow you to take that from aborted fetuses. Right. Right. So they so, don't. Nope. I still I think, yeah. I think they still have it out, or yeah. it's very few that they yeah. will will let you. Yeah. Uh, do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has yeah, to be now like we're a, not even gonna have aborted fetuses. So. It has to be like um, <laughs> right. you know, in many places. Yeah. Well, it has to be like an abortion that is you know the the baby's not viable and the mother's health which, is at risk. Which so, again are. Yeah. Now Few and be, far, which between. now can be illegal as well. Yeah, yeah, in many places. So that's where I think the FDA is probably having these uh, ethical and um, hangups, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's true. Yeah, I, I, this is really like this thing has me very excited, and I'm really hoping that I hear back from from Doctor Young. I'm going to keep trying and and uh, do whatever I can to get him on the show because I think. I would love to hear from you. Yeah, Can to we just start buying answers. umbilical cords? Well, we'll just have to get your birth. Get your mom to have another baby, and then we'll snag it from you her. Talk, are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. Hey, my, bro, my, my mom's. Uh, I don't think that's possible. That, I don't know Somebody about that. could though, but um, <laughs> might be able to get Matt to Matt to pop. pop yeah, I wonder how Matt should have been banking all these nineteen kids know, and counting his freaking yeah. umbilical cords, man. Yeah. Yeah. All those kids, bro. Wow. <laughs> I know Carmen wants another baby, doesn't she, Brandon? You yeah, guys can... it's not possible, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always, well, there was a... That's a wrap. There's some, there's some famous case where a couple had a baby just to save the... To get the DNA to save their other child that had cancer, I think. I think like I that. heard. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Well, I'll tell you what, Jay. If he says that we can... We just need an umbilical cord and you're in... I will reverse my my procedure <laughs> and I'll make it happen. Yeah. All and, right, man, and you think that. I'm joking, huh? Uh, yeah. No, I you know I I'll do it. Do. You I know I'll do, do it. No. I believe you'd do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's you a, can have it reversed. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, that's it, awesome, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Say, hey, we got a donor. Yeah. Got it. We got it. But yeah, hopefully we. Yeah, this is going to be. We'll keep everybody updated. I'm going to link to all of these uh, the articles and the videos. Uh, for these for these uh, studies that we found, because I think all this stuff is really important, man. In the grand, yeah. grand scheme of things, you know, like yeah. having in in home care is super important. The epidural stimulation thing is is definitely. I think the a, epidural a, stimulation, and I'm just purely speculating. I have no reason why I could say this, but like this seems like those two could pair together nicely. Yeah. Um, the epidural stimulation. And then the um, umbilical cord stem cell generations. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's all exciting. It, it's great. And it's funny, right before we got on the podcast here, um, I saw another article that I didn't uh, 
I admit I didn't get a chance to kind of take the notes out of it, but um, there's a I wanted to roast Brandon's wife because uh, we I just saw that a uh, rabbi from Los Angeles and his wife and three daughters are all running the New York City Marathon on Monday. Uh, Sunday. And you, or, oh, Sunday. I apologize. On Sunday for spinal cord injury research to raise money for spinal cord injury research. And then I'm just like, Carmen, I, 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 you should I, have had I, your, I you should you, have had your, I tag you on every one of these <laughs> podcast episodes. Cause she helps me uh, with the pictures and whatnot. And it's like, how the hell is a rabbi from Los Angeles running the uh, New York city marathon for spinal cord injury research and your husband is on a spinal cord injury research podcast, and you're not running it for yeah, that. And you're not on that team. Damn it. That's disrespectful, Disrespectful. Man. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get mistake, ne- next year. We'll get, yeah. her, we'll get her running this next year for the for uh, spinal cord injury research. Well, yeah, like uh, the way that she did it, because, you know, the first you have to qualify to run the New York City Marathon. And if you can't qualify, then you have to um, basically hey. you either pay – <laughs> or you get donations for either what, what when you are paying you're donating your money to a cause oh, okay gotcha. so some people may actually raise the money some people are just like okay i'll just pay the 2500 bucks and it will go towards a cause gotcha i've never understood how they like you know like the devil the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people he he doesn't exist and I feel like the greatest trick that uh, race organizers ever pulled was to get you to pay me so you can run a race. You can <laughs> run, like, what the hell is wrong oh, with this man. picture? Yeah. Oh, and then you got to buy the shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it becomes, it just becomes, oh, everything man. becomes tribalism, man. That's why. Yeah. Because you become part of a fraternity of people that did it with you. Right. Um, the same as, you know, a lot of those pushing your body to the limit things. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I guess out of out of your getting it out of what you're getting out of it is potentially the gratitude of finishing. But you know, you're also in that group of people that did it too. So yeah, yeah. No, I know. I remember we were going like when I was a kid. My mom used to run, and she ran a few marathons, quite a few. And uh, she did a lot of triathlons, triathlons yeah. also. And yeah. yeah, so it was always cool to go. Like we would tag along and go watch her do that, do her thing. And so I mean, I get where get where they're coming from but yeah good luck to carmen and uh joanne and yep. good luck to uh the rabbi and his family raising money for, for yeah, if i see him out there I'm, yeah you yeah. better shout him out yeah, man yeah. ask him if he wants to come on the podcast talk yeah. about it i think it's for their the father-in-law i think the rabbi's wife's father suffered a spinal cord injury they said in the yeah. article so. yeah um I'll, I'll link that article too so people can check it out and maybe you know help that family as well but uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to cut it. Cut it. We're going to cut it short today, but um, I think good good podcast nonetheless. Even though we didn't have a guest, and uh, we will be back next week with a great guest. I already have it locked down. November eighth, former Seattle Seahawk David Babora, who's got a gym down in Dallas, I believe, somewhere in Texas. I think it's Dallas, uh, where he works with professional athletes and uh people with spinal cord injuries oh cool nice so it's gonna be a good one i'm, I'm excited for that and uh and yeah and then we're gonna have eric legrand back on uh yep. in two weeks so i'm excited for that and uh he's got a new whiskey company i can't wait to try his whiskey so that's yeah, send awesome send up some free samples up here yeah let's go all right but yeah we will uh yeah again like 
rate, listen, review, all that good stuff. Share this podcast. We appreciate you guys. Uh, We will be back next week. Yeah, be kind and be safe. Talk to you next time.